Hello and welcome to LedgerCast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard here with Josh Olsiewicz. We're doing it a little different today. We're actually going straight to YouTube, straight to Twitch, and I'll post this audio later. No intro music, no oh, the chains, none of that good stuff today because I'm not home. Uh, Josh, how's it going, man? Good. Just uh, just kind of sick of all the will she or won't she type analysis. Will uh, she or won't she in Jackson Hole? Or about the price? Uh, just everything related to everything. You know, it's like we're, we're super correlated to legacy. Legacy's hanging on every single last word that yeah, it's, it's like the Fed is saying. That's the only thing that matters, and it's so annoying. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're just sort of at the mercy of all that stuff. The merge is happening maybe the middle of September. Although I secretly think that the miners are going to try to mess something up on their way out. And again, I think they're going to try Like it'll, here's what I hope happens. I hope the merge is as close to October as possible because September historically is not a great month for crypto. So if we like push it back, it's like, cause like this, the scheduled date, I think is even up from the 15th. Now it's like the 13th, maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I could be like completely wrong there, but. I thought I it was fifteenth or sixteenth or whatever, but either way, I mean, yeah, freaking. <laughs> I guess we're just gonna dump into the merge. We're gonna, well, I don't know. You got ETH BTC on your chart though. It it still looks good on a relative basis, but it doesn't. I mean, I guess we can go to a thousand dollar ETH and ten thousand dollar Bitcoin and still be going to point one. You know. Yeah, ETH BTC looks good. Um, it's never looked this good up here. We've said that before. By looks good, I just mean there's no M double top. There's no nasty wick. There's no uh, huge like rejection setup. It's back in the previous range that it was in for a year after 3AC, after Celsius, after Anchor, uh, you know, Terra, UST, right? Like all that's behind us now. So it looks good. It's ETH story. It makes sense if ETH does well against BTC, I think. Trading otherwise is silly. If you are hoping ETH blows up and you're short ETH BTC, maybe you're right. Maybe uh, everybody else is wrong, but I don't think it's going to actually pan out like that. You actually can't see the like today's market in your chart, but <laughs> uh, BTC is down 4% right now. ETH is down 7% on the dollar pairs. Um, so I, I appreciate your denomination in crypto <laughs> relative, <laughs> relative components. It makes me feel uh, not as poor. Um, but yeah, I mean, should we look at the dollar pairs? Should we give should we give that some uh, some attention? Because I mean, ETH doesn't look great, and Bitcoin looks worse. Uh, is pretty much the only uh, only real analysis that I have. Uh, so yeah, I mean. This is this is not the chart that you want, right? In a Bitcoin sense, especially if you're still going to call that the um, the thing that matters. We're below the 200 week yet again. We engulfed multiple weeks of price action last week with Bitcoin, and we're not looking great at the moment. This looks like it could make new lows anytime to me. Um, 2017 high, still dancing around back here. Like sub 20k seems like a perfectly reasonable path. Like 14, 15k, I would totally believe it. I don't like it. Just saying what it looks like um, in isolation. Bitcoin looks atrocious. ETH looks much more constructive to me. Like 
doesn't look like it necessarily make new lows, even if Bitcoin did. Um, however, it does appear to be getting rejected again off of the 1700 level that it used as a very strange and firm support line multiple times in 2021. Um, tried to salvage in May this year before the liquidation cascade all the way below 900. Fully recovered that, doubled, and now just looks like Chopzilla to me. Um, do you think it's even possible? Like, can, can ETH not make new lows at the same time Bitcoin might make new lows? Is that a realm of outcome that you're interested, uh, you would entertain? Yeah, I mean, nobody cares about BTC right now. It's that's just the, the way it is. Like, I'm a maxi, I get it. Like, uh, you know, if, if you're if you don't like ETH for justified reasons, there are plenty of reasons not to like ETH, but you have to understand what's going on right now and what people are focused on is not BTC. So I do think it could make lows without ETH making lows. ETH would have to go down what? A lot. Twice as much percent as <laughs> BTC, right? Like, yeah. Um, what's really more problematic for BTC is because it's not acting on its own. It didn't, you know, this is a second edge to edge it, that hasn't panned out on the cloud, which is really bad. And historically it does not happen. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened actually where two have failed back to back. Really? Um, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so. Um, ETH got closer. Matic is the only one and BNB. Those are the only two that actually took that went, went all the way. Yeah. Um, That's I a mean, nasty look, man. Like Bitcoin just looks forgotten. Like just no one cares. No one's interested. Sell at all costs. Uh, but it's so it's so different. Like the charts are highly divergent, at least in like to the degree of upside, degree of downside. Um, what's going to turn that around for Bitcoin, I guess? Well, we need September 6th to happen. That's the beacon chain, like TTD thing. And then September 15th to 20th to whatever is the merge. And then theoretically, ETH does well enough that it starts pulling everything else up with it. Um, 90 days, buy and hold 90 days after ETH protocol upgrades have been to play historically. If you look at all past eight hard forks or upgrades, that's how it's panned out. Uh, so that would fit with Q4 being bullish. That would fit with the potential softening of the Fed, although I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I mean, there's so many variables here that are all like lined up for not good things. You know, like the economic data could be just not bad enough where they're like, oh, we're going to keep on 75, 75, 75. Like, do we really think unemployment's going to get way worse? in the next set of economic data, like, or inflation is going to get way better. I don't think so. Right. I think unemployment and inflation are going to be relatively unchanged, you know? I so feel, I, th I think inflation could tone down, but like what's going to get it, I don't know what's going to get it below four or 5%, you know? Um, like I think sustained higher high ish inflation could be here for years. Um, as far as the unemployment side of things, I mean, I guess if it creates enough of a crunch for the economy, you could start to see unemployment tick up. But in that scenario, even if it's not 2%, if it's, say, 4%, and unemployment or unemployment rate rises a little bit, maybe there's an outcome where the Fed is not, ra raise, not uh, tightening 
or loosening? Like, could they just stay flat? <laughs> is that is that a mission accomplished type of moment where it would actually give the market room to breathe? Yeah, I think the probability is, uh, let me just pull it up real quick. It is like X months out, it's looking at, uh, I think you can see that now, right? Yep. Um, so by 2023, it has us flat. So by February 2023, it has us with uh, no more hikes. But that doesn't necessarily, know. the way I hear about it when people talk about it is basically go straight from uh, raising rates to cutting them. But I guess it's pricing so, in. So yesterday, that's how this, this curve looked. This curve uh, actually started coming back down by July next year. Today, the uh, 75% or 75 bips hike is up 10% on probabilities. And that reduction in rates uh, is wiped out. That's, I see. It, I think the general expectation is yes, inflation is going to be here for a while. We're going to have supply side issues for a while. Rates are going to continue to be hiked for a while. but the market is way more optimistic about that. Uh, when I say a while, like it could be all of 2023, you know, like his words today yeah. were not dovish in any sense. What did he say today? I, did, I know that we're down because of it, but I don't actually know what he talked about. I mean, he basically just said, we're going to do what we've, we've been doing and we're going to do what we need to do. Uh, in order to get it under control. I mean, it's not the same message. What were people expecting? Like, that sounds totally normal. Is the market that inefficient? Apparently so. Well, again, I thought pe people, people, I think, looked at the data, the economic data, and were like, oh, this is bad enough. They'll, they'll start, start to soften their stance or give better forward guidance about what they're going to do in 2023. I, I don't know, right? Like, I just think the market in general has been more optimistic on things being bad enough to that they start to get uh, dovish again. But that wasn't my read today. <laughs> my read today, I mean, he mentioned Volcker a couple of times. Like uh, that's that's never uh, dovish when you're talking no. about raising rates uh, yeah. like Volcker did or needed to. So. so this is having a bit of an impact on the dollar right now. Um, the Dixie's back to 108.66 and I don't know. You could maybe there's a bear div or something in there if you throw some uh, stochastic stuff at it. But um, overall, it's like making new highs <laughs> in a long time frame chart, and you know maybe it goes to 120. I don't know where it pauses, but I do think it's gonna it's gonna pause eventually, and that'll give the market some space to breathe. And these vertical lines are on here because this is the 2017 cycle. Dixie way down, 2020 cycle, Dixie way down. Getting significant bid in crypto probably is going to involve uh, the Dixie going down and appetite for growth reemerging. And it's not, it's not giving us that telltale yet, even though it is like very parabolic. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, that's a, that's a significant rate of, rate of change increase. But you look at the relative uh, pairs that makes this up and you know we've we've done this before but the euros at parity and and just looks very bad like maybe maybe that's bottoming i don't, I don't know but it, like you don't want to have to bet on that right like when you're 
a monthly chart and it's just turbo it's down. Like, it's like buying a, a falling knife over and over and over again. Yeah. Just, uh, the ECB finally said, I don't know if they said their price, they're hiking 75 or the probability is that they're hiking 75. Um, but they've been like behind the curve. Eurozone is wrecked. Energy over there is wrecked. Oh man. The natural gas issues in Europe are atrocious and about to get worse. Yeah, it's going to affect us because the ARB is so big between the United States and yeah. the Eurozone that we're going to we're going to start feeling that here because right. we're going to be shipping um, energy to them. You know, so yeah. our our prices are going to go up. Yeah, um, to to put that in context, this is a two hundred month moving average that's just appearing on this particular chart. Although obviously the Euro USD has been around forever, but or for a while, not forever, but. Um, goes back to 06 and it would have to increase more than 25% to get back to the long-term average. Um, so we're a long, long way off of where it's, where it spent time. Um, doesn't look good. And if that's the biggest participant in what causes the Dixie chart to, uh, to do, then Kind of the best you can hope for in my mind is some kind of sideways or down, you know, like mild down, but that doesn't look like it's just going to rage forward to me. Um, that said, it doesn't necessarily mean that the dollar is strong inherent in itself. It means it's strong relative to these other currencies. And one of my big questions, and I, I tweeted this today, uh, is just about like, you know, the dollar strong, but is fiat weak? And if fiat is weak, longer term, do we have an opportunity for real assets and um, uh, scarce assets to do well? And and does do Bitcoin and Ethereum fit in with other things, whether it's, you know, cash producing stocks with dividends or real estate or whatever else in the longer term? Do you think that that's reasonable or is that uh, trying to trying to see the good in something that's just not good either anyway you look at it no i think the fundamentals for eth are so strong that uh i don't think you can trade it trade it right now like you're afraid of it <laughs> aka like i don't want to buy the dip but i think you almost have to because if you are on this assumption that you know the merge is going to be bullish regardless of you know the world might be falling apart but um, if you think the merge is bullish, like now's your time, you know, hear me now, quote me later. If you think the merge is bullish, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it. Right. Um, so I agree. Like the fiat stuff, man, everything, everywhere. There's just, there's just no good news anywhere you look where, where has there been good news about anything? I don't know. The TXY. This this could turn out to be an M double top on DXY. This could turn out to be a bear div on DXY. It had the setup for it. Has slash has the setup for it. That will fall into the ECB hiking potentially, but that might not even be enough, you know? Yeah. So and their appetite to raise rates significantly is not gonna be strong, you know. No. If they're dealing with the energy crisis, like they just yeah. We, they are already entering recession, so plunge it to make it deeper and more difficult is not going to go well for them. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure of the outcome there, but 
if that's what we end up basing off of, if the if the Dixie rules all, and you and I have been talking about this for years now, um, then it, it's probably not good for for crypto if the dollar does make that push to one twenty or whatever else. No, at the very least, we need this thing to settle down. Like we need, yeah. we need. Well, there's a couple things we need. We need Dix to settle down, and it was. It's back up. We need Dixie to settle down. It never really settled down. Um, we don't need stocks to roof. We just need stocks to chill. Uh, we need volatility to chill, and we need to let the narratives just take over with ETH with the supply, right? Even though I think ETH is going to be a centralized disaster, like no doubt in my mind about that. Like I, I'm also fairly certain price is going to be higher at the end of the year than it is today. So, you know, if you there like you to go. counter trade, if you like to counter trade. My logic. Now's your time. <laughs> the 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 ultimate bearish case is this though. This is the ETH logarithmic regression. Is that basically the same thing as the rainbow chart? Basically the same thing as the rainbow chart. Yeah, for for BTC or power law corridor, um, it's basically the same thing. Um, you know, and this, which would this indicate thing... that we're still basically at the top top half of the range, and we can go to. I mean, what number is that down there? It's zero. Yeah, 200 trying to, it, trying to make it bigger uh so yeah three four hundred something like that like i don't think this is gonna happen right but you know you want to look for bear cases for eth it's just the same as it is for btc 10k or 400 for ETH. so the question is like do you think 400 dollar eth is possible post merge i don't I, know i don't think so i find but, it unlikely very unlikely I feel like the appetite for Ethereum sub a thousand is pretty high. I agree, but that's the level to watch for sure. The ETH is is a thousand BTC twenty k. Um, something else I mentioned on on Twitter was this ETH inverted head and shoulders possibility. Again, I'm not like banking on this, but. Um, it's setting itself up for the potential, right? The potential for this, this is so far off that uh, it's almost not even worth mentioning, but it's it's almost done. And this would line up with the merge, it would line up with Q4, blah, blah, blah. So if we can break really the determining factor, you know, you could ignore the pattern completely, ignore the cloud. The determining factor is gonna be the 200 day moving average. Um, I'm almost certain because if we start to poke above that with this like loose pattern on our side, then I think we'll be okay, especially with the merge, blah, 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 right? ETH, this round reminds me so much of Bitcoin last time. It really does. Bitcoin uh, got squashed by that 200-day consistently in the last market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kind of liked it, like putting it in perspective a little bit. Uh, C137 uses pay for heat this winter or eat some ETH. <laughs> you know, tough decision. Uh, I mean, in the Eurozone. <laughs> it's a reasonable, reasonable comment. Like, this is all people within the space trading against each other. It's not exactly like a, a gluttony of new users or new participants. So, the even this, if we say, hey, what, here's the upside for ETH, it's probably coinciding with, you know, money leaving other stuff, liquidity, concentrating into top pairs 
and and going away from further down the tail stuff. Well, as bad as inflation is, there is still an enormous amount of people sitting in cash, sitting in stablecoin. I don't blame them. They've been right, you know, over the past six to eight months, whatever it's been. But eventually, <laughs> they can't hold cash forever, right? Maybe they can. <laughs> cash, cash once again will be trash. Um, so that's also something to think about. You know, when do people say, okay, you know, risk, even though I don't like it, I, I should start to allocate here a little bit. Um, that's highly optimistic of, in my thinking, but I think, I think we might see some of that in Q4. I don't know. I don't know, man. If inflation is, imagine if we get like a, a higher tick on inflation in the U S and like unemployment is lower, like what do they raise a hundred? Not great. Um, is there anything intra intra market crypto that interests you or is our only topic that we're able to talk about is, you know, macro LARPing? Well, I don't know why BNB was as strong as it was. It, it, the strength may be done. I don't know, but it's hard to even discuss it because I don't know why it was even this strong other than just technicals. This is just against BTC, but I don't know. That was bizarre to me. We saw it all time yeah. high. And <laughs> it did, it's just... did it do that in the first part of the last bear market as well? Like it just exchanges performed well on a relative basis. Uh, which... Yeah, look at that going into 2019. Like it was, uh, it had some down down bits, but it it was recovering well before most of the market for sure. I mean, that still looks very good. FTT, I don't think looks. I think FCT right? did pretty well less. Like, oh, I mean, it's still. Yeah, it's holding up better than most stuff. Against VTC, for sure. Um, this looks okay. You know, this could be flagging out up here. But yeah, I don't know why BNB specifically it was even outperforming ETH. Against ETH now, I think it looks less great. But, you know, uh, it, for a while there. Still not bad. It, no. Hey, um, I, know, I know I just asked you to look at inter-market crypto, but boy, I just flipped to a uh, legacy chart that makes me feel pain. <laughs> so this is the SPX monthly. Um, look at that rejection out of the 20 month and off of the prior resistance and et cetera. Like that looks, that looks doom and gloom to me. <laughs> I don't, don't love that, but anyway. It's I get you can make the case for the it being a perfect bearish retest on legacy markets, and we continue choppy downside or nuke. I don't know, but it's well, hard. The difference, part of the difference between now and 2020 and 2021 is like obviously we're not trending, but um, we're also in the cloud. It is so it is it's chop city population us, you know. Yeah, for sure, undoubtedly. Um, the heartless market's extremely hard to trade. I think, um, if you're doing well trading this, congrats, but it's just yeah. things that like it could, ETH could be plus or minus 10% in any given day for any, any reason, right? Like there's no necessarily rhyme or reason other than like these checkpoints for the merge, right? People are just watching and waiting and seeing what happens with that in economic data. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't have a good I feel like I don't have a great read on what's going on, but maybe I'm just in denial and too optimistic about everything. <laughs> I don't know. Well, optimism historically pays pretty well. Optimism after being down, what percentage is he down from the high? Still, sixty-five percent. Yeah. I think there was an interesting comment. I think you made this on Weekly Open, uh, or maybe it was Don, but you said like ETH doubled in like the worst macro environment possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is super interesting. Like, again, something to look forward to. I guess would be uh, if things get a little bit more dovish, but the probability of that is just so low based on everything, you know? Yeah. I do think, uh, when there's risk, I think, I think you want to be as, as allocated at, as much allocated as ETH as possible <laughs> for the case of risk, because it's, I think it will perform very, very well, uh, when the market turns, the hard part is just trying to figure out when that is. And I still tend to think patience is your friend, in all of these markets um i think a dollar cost averager person at this over the next year two years whatever will probably outperform the vast majority of people trying to you know full stack swing trade yeah i agree that's why um lost my train of thought but yeah i agree i agree with that um I think the other thing that I don't really want to do is seek significant exposure, especially to the long tail of altcoins. Like for me, it'd be, hey, what are, if I'm going to go beyond Bitcoin and Ethereum, it'd be, what are things that I know the fundamentals of the products, not, not necessarily the coins, but the products are good. And where do I feel comfortable holding some exposure to the, these things? Um, given my my bias on eth itself for me that like if i'm looking at kind of blue chip stuff it's probably going to be um ave or something like that you know that's just a really quality product and whatever that's not to say i have confidence it'll outperform eth and so your sizing should probably be consistent with that but i think it has the potential to do well um if you if you seek exposure outside of that, now you look at that <laughs> like DeFi versus ETH, it looks very bad over a long historical period. And how how much worse could it do in, in, uh, post merge? Maybe significantly worse. So you have to consider that when you're trying to size a bet like that. But I know I'm not going to go like long tail stuff. I don't believe in fundamentally whatsoever. You know, as a product, um, I'm not even sure if I feel that comfortable. And stuff I do believe in. Um, so, oh, that whole ETH chart is very, very bad. I remember, what I, was, I remember what I was going to say about um, yeah, money go on ahead. The side. So the money on the sidelines thing versus like the DCA versus how do you time this? Uh, you know, things get mildly bullish, and the signals are there. Blah blah blah. You don't want to be one of those people who like, you know, chases everything either. So I, I do like. DCA strategies here um, when the markets are just a hot mess in general. You know, um, I'm trying to find yeah, a decent, sure. decent Sol ETH chart. This is one I noticed over the past like week. Like Sol has been looking disgusting, a lot less strong than ETH. And this makes <laughs> sense, right? Like again, if you're bullish ETH, 
for whatever reason, you know, you can't, like you said, you can't size into other stuff, hoping that things go well against ETH. I just think you have to price things against ETH. You have to price it against stuff you think is going to do well. Yeah, completely uh, agree. And I think DeFi is going to do horrendously bad because everyone's just going to be focused on that four to whatever percent yield on uh, staking. You know, why, why bother with DeFi when you could just get your 4%? Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. And even when I was talking, that's why I was like qualifying the fact that I'm bullish on the products. Um, I think a lot of them, if they're going to try to be competitive from a why hold this token that versus ETH, I think we'll actually see a lot of uh, governance changes for monetary policy of protocols themselves. Um, and, and that's the scenario where, sure, maybe you can do that, uh, getting trolled about calling them products. But I, I mean... Ave is a product. Why isn't it? Anyway, uh, one other thing to note. Yes, uh, Richard, thanks for joining us live. This is the first time we've actually gone live on YouTube as well. We may do that more in the future. Just go dual live. Because um, most of the time I just take the video and upload it straight away anyway. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that more. Maybe we won't. But for the sake of ease today and the fact that I don't want to deal with uh, the, the video after the fact, that's what we're doing. Uh, what you looking at there with DeFi Llama, Josh? So DeFi Llama came out with this maybe within the past week or two. They uh, do they're doing great stuff over there. By the way, stable coins yields tons of info. If you're not familiar, check them out. But um, one thing I'd love to see them add is like the staking reward line here, relative to the yields. Um, I know you can use your stake ETH to like be liquid and plug it into DeFi, right? Like if you want to get super wacky and wild with, with uh, the leverage, I guess that's an option for you. And that maybe breaks down what I'm about to say. But again, if, if ETH proof of stake rewards are higher than the average yield of all of DeFi, like what's the point, right? <laughs> you know? um, yeah, right, now, of... right now, in this moment, yields are horrendous compared yeah. to the 4% you get in, uh, in ETH. There's a lot of S&P charts to do that, too, where it's like, here's your cumulative return, including your dividends and whatnot. So I think that would be uh, helpful to show with Ethereum or holding and staking other products, like if it's Curve or whatever. Definitely a, a valuable way to look at it. Yeah, no, that'll, that'll change if we do have a bull market, right? Like yields will go up on DeFi uh, for whatever reason. You will see tons of liquid staking derivative stuff. I expect Binance to come out with their own. I expect every exchange who's got the willingness to do so to come out with their own, just like Coinbase did this week. I think that that was big news for them. Um, because if you're going to be staking all this ETH, you want to give the consumer a reason to like stay there, right? So if they can trade, if you can collect staking rewards from consumers as an exchange, plus collect trading fees on the rewards that they give you or you give them, it's like, you know, that's a win-win, right? Yeah, for sure. What else do you have? I don't have very much else. I, I honestly don't have a ton to talk about this week. No, I mean, I, I pulled up Adam for a second. Adam was doing well. I think there was some like DYDX airdrop. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with Adam too well, but it was one of the stronger ones on the week relative to everything else. Um, I mean, nothing, nothing looks amazing. You know, we're just... If we, here's all you need to do, Brian. All you need to do is make it to October, not make lower lows on everything, 
we should be fine. We should be fine. That doesn't mean we'll go to infinity, but I think sure. we'll have a decent chance. That's yeah. Uh, we got a, lot, a couple of questions, so I'll uh, talk about them. One is, what do you think about the recent uranium pump? I like uranium as a narrative. I'm not sure that I like the capacity to time it. I first started liking the uranium narrative in like 2018, so it's been four years of it having some stuff happen, but not a ton. You're looking at UUUU, which is energy fuels, which is one of my favorite uranium proxies. Um, obviously, it's done fairly well, but on a relative basis to what other stuff did, it didn't do great in like the bull market and what you're seeing now is it's outperforming in the bear market so i i don't mind that at all maybe it's the time i'm not sure when it's the time so if i was going to take a trade like that it'd be either with a really long-term focus in a appropriately sized position or i need like some kind of understanding that a breakout is possible and i'm looking for a technical trade with a narrative that i enjoy another question i got is uh any NFTs are you buying? Um, <laughs> I think the, I mean, the NFT market is super interesting, um, but it's, it's one of those where I think currently people are basically trading amongst themselves. Um, so I pulled up flip and, and kind of what you can look like, what you can look at and, you know, things like pudgy penguins doing wells, doing well um i think uh a, a couple others what was it what was the mfers uh started to do fairly well and there was one other like kind of crypto twitter favorite that was doing well that i can't recall right now um i think it's basically again just very pvp within the market and that makes it hard you know um because you're you're just trading against your friends and it's kind of zero sum. Uh, that said, it's it's still fun, <laughs> you know. It's just what are you gonna uh, what are you gonna go after? It's a brand new flip chart, by the way. We took the GitHub graph and uh, are kind of using that as an example of seeing volume. And what you see here is like on Azuki's, for instance, like lots of volume. Little little bouts of volume, not very much. And what you would rather see is, um, you know, something where it's either consistent throughout its lifestyle life cycle, or like seeing it, it beef up a bit. But um, yeah, still early. I saw uh, Eminem and Snoop are going to be doing a concert in the metaverse. I mean, who doesn't so want to attend that? Is that <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's cool. Like like the M&Ms and the Bored Ape thing. Like, it's cool. Is it going to, like, make your Bored Ape be worth more in value? I, I don't know. But, like, yeah. sure. Look at this decrease in activity on uh, Bored Apes. Like, that's not that's not great. Like you said, who can afford a Bored Ape when they can't pay their electricity bill? I mean, I saw an article from Bloomberg this week about 20 million people in the U.S. are getting... Uh, bills that they can't pay oh really yeah um for energy specifically so huh. anyway yeah i think there's still interesting stuff in the nft market but i don't think i would look at anything as like a you know what this is some way down the line like long tail collection and i want to hold it forever like 
if you get something cheap enough that you feel really good about what they are they're doing, maybe it's got long-term upside. If you think something's got staying power, um, like punks or something in, that you think are worth doing, then sure. I, I have a hard time. Like, for instance, if I was buying a board ape for 72.6 ETH right now, I'd be a little worried. <laughs> I'm not comfortable holding that. I think they could have quite a bit of downside still. Like, I, a lot of these blue chip NFTs that are um, profile picks or, or whatever that haven't had like a negative 95% moment, I think that moment is probably still going to happen for many of them. So, anyway. Good yeah. luck on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say about NFTs. I think they're like other than the you collect- flip, you mean? Of course, of course. But the actual like collectors, I the the you know baseball card, basketball card, analog to the digital world, that makes sense to me because that resonates with what I've done for myself in the meat space is like collecting that sort of thing. Um, but like just these random, <laughs> these random like generated art stuff. I don't know. I just. I don't Dude, know you why. just, I need, just can't get behind it. I just you, can't get you need it. a you need to own a squiggle so that you just know what it feels like. You just you're a different person when you've got a squig. Just saying, you know. I think it feels the same as not owning a squig. Absolutely not. It's totally different. Totally I, different. Not the even only close. I actually thought about this the other day. Like, could I make my Twitter avatar into an NFT? I just want the hexagon on my my Twitter account. That's all well, I want. But I don't want to change the picture. Listen. Can I do that? <laughs> Josh. I want to beat the system. Look, this is this is my squiggle. I believe that it is um yeah, I bought it for thirteen point one ETH, so I'm I'm down on this, I guess. But look, look at this. Watch oh, come on. I <laughs> <laughs> just rugged myself. What uh What's it at now? I didn't see the price. Uh, well, the floor is like ten point eight or something like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was about to animate it and I totally rugged myself. I think it's my browser actually, but anyway. Couldn't be the site. I'm sure it's the browser. Definitely not flip. <laughs> Definitely not the site. I that don't blame me. Uh, anyway. Quite the utility. Yeah, a lot good yeah, utility. NFTs still not. I still haven't seen anything that's for me. So. That's just my bias, I guess. Yeah. Well. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, same. Certainly not a bull market. It's not a bull market. We're just going to have to figure out what to talk about. That's okay. We'll do it. We'll make it through. We will power through. We want to be here for the people. You're ETH BTC, though. If you're ETH BTC, if you denominate in ETH relative market share, then you're good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Sorry we're not closing out with Oh, the Chains. But you can uh, follow Josh at Carpe Noctum on Twitter and elsewhere. Follow me at Ledger Status. Give us likes and thumbs up and all that good stuff. We need your help and love on these videos. Appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time.